0: Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, a weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters on visit Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and I will have to struggle to talk about it when we get to it. Okay. But before that, we have what I thought was a very, very good week of Shonen Jump. Now that they're like getting out all these bad series, I feel like it's just firing on all cylinders. Yep. So we will start with another new series, A Gravity Boys, Chapter 1, Gear Division 3-1. to So what did you think of this series, Kevin? It seems weird. Yes. I can,
1: like, so they, they basically, I think actually in one of the splash pages, they're like, it's a new comedy series. I was like, okay, so I kind of knew what to expect going in the premise is very weird and I don't know how much the humor is going to land. Like that's always the problem with Japanese or any kind of intercultural humor is sometimes it's really funny to one side and not
0: funny to the other. Um, Other times it's funny to both. Like who knows? So yeah. And the premise of this chapter I thought was going to be the premise of the whole series. And that's kind of intriguing to me. Yeah, it it could be. Yeah, but it seems like they throw it out the window. Now, they literally throw it out the window, which means it could come back next week. But it seems like they're done with it. It didn't honestly seem like that to
1: me because it seemed like they, right at the end, they still had the doctor guy kind of taking on the girl role anyway.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I didn't know what to make of it. So, the premise, for those of you who are confused while we talk around it, is that Earth sent out a colonization ship with four boys on it because I guess they didn't have any sort of plan. So anyway, after just two days after sending out this four-man ship, they nuke themselves maybe, probably not. I bet that's a twist.
1: Yeah, because even there, so the four pilots assume that the Earth uh, nuclear war started two days after they left on their colonization project. And they just, they hear a thing, they hear a transmission over the radio of like, you boys are Earth's
0: last hope. And then it clicks off. And then they went into a black hole and found an Earth-like planet in three days. Yeah, so they pull a Interstellar.
1: Was that the, the movie that did that?
0: Yes. Okay. Only there it was more scientific? Well, obviously. Anyway, and then they're like, yay, we did it, except we have no girls and we're the last four humans, so we didn't do it. And then Deus Ex Machina, God from Another Dimension, comes like, hey, this is a gender-shifting potion. Only one of you can use it. Yes. And then they're like, none of us should use it. And they throw it out.
1: Well, first they're like, hey, you, clearly feminine boy. You should use it. You're the most girly out of all of us. So they start getting into this argument on who would be the better woman for one random reason or another. And eventually they decide that it's kind of breaking up their friendship. And they decide to huck the potion out the window and then even after that they kind of all start getting into these other kind of things and the doctor who's the feminine one is like i thought i value i guess i value friendship more than the rest of you like he's kind of like the
0: i like shonen a lot more than you guys do (laughs) i thought we could friendship our way into saving humanity yes yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting chapter, but as a premise for a series, I really don't know where it can go. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah, so it's it was kind of hard to rank, because I was like, I'm I'm interested,
1: but also concerned. I do really like the uh, armored lab coat that the one guy has. So they all have like these armored exosuits that are kind of uniquely designed for them, and they're space physicist, literal translation- has an armored lab coat which I just I really like the design like the tie is built into the armor and everything
0: anything else you want to say about this
1: new series like I said I'm interested I do tend to like a lot of comedy series even from Japan so we'll see if it if it ends up being funny it should be good even if the premise is a little shaky sometimes but we'll see where it goes
0: so next we have Demon Slayer chapter 186 Ancient Memories What did you think of Demon Slayer this week, Kevin? I liked it. I liked the...
1: So Tanjiro is having flashbacks to his ancestor where he
0: is talking with the... The The Demon Slayer who invented breathing techniques. Yeah. The one demon's brother. Yep. And at first he's like,
1: oh, I need to ask him about the 13th form. But then he realizes he's just kind of like reliving... He's like watching a memory from that guy's perspective so he can't do anything or say anything He's just kind of watching it and it's that guy talking about how he has decide he eventually decided that he was born to kill Muzon.
0: yeah and he has a very similar backstory to Tanjiro where after he abandoned his family to not get shipped to a temple he met a girl fell in love with her she got killed by a demon when he was out for a night and yep. he joined the Demon Slayer Corps, and they were already pretty good swordsmen. And he taught them how to breathe good, and that made them much, much better. Yep. So now he's like, I gotta kill Muzan, which we know he will not.
1: Yes, but he did actually meet Muzan at one point. So, and we know he survives the encounter because he dies an old man. Yeah. So, I am interested to see where this goes. Like, this is, I think this is a a good flashback. Me too. Where it's like. There's still stuff that I'm learning that's not, oh no, is he going to make it? Like that's not the the tension that they're trying to build or
0: they kind of don't really, I I guess they don't really point it out that much. I just realized there's no One Piece this week. No. It was such a good volume of Shonen Jump. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I, I noticed, but. I usually do. But anything else you want to say about Demon Slayer? I actually really like the chapter as well. Yeah, it, it was good. Well, that will bring us to My Hero Academia number 253, Shirakumo. What did you think about My Hero this week, Kevin? That's one hell of a twist ending. It's okay. I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. It is interesting, but I mean, we're kind of, I don't want to say abandoning the last arc because it resolved. It just felt really fast. Yeah. And we're moving into a new one and it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. It might be more focused on a razor head and Mike. It's hard to tell at this point. Yeah. Uh, there are only 3 months of the first semester left, which both feels quick and then also it's been 5 years. So, yeah. That's plenty of time to spend in one semester of school. Yep. I guess not semester, year, the first year. Yeah. And they've had phenomenal growth to the point where
1: it's like, "Oh, it's only been a year." Yeah, but like that's how normal people track time and not how Class 1A or 1B tracks time. Yeah. Mainly because even UA has talked about it, how we've we've had to do things differently because things are kind of starting to ramp up in the world. Like, even the big three
0: had a different school life than...
1: The uh, Class 1A. Yeah, Class 1A.
0: Also, there's cute iraqus stuff, which is always nice. Yes. Yeah,
1: I like that she has the little... All Might, Nendroid, not Nendroid, whatever, figurine, like, hidden in her suit. I also like the changes to her suit, where she's like, uh, yeah, I've got this, like, heavy wire, because for me, weight isn't a problem.
0: Yeah. That is a cool bit. And her new suit looks good. It's hard to describe. It just looks like a better version of her suit. It's sleeker. Yeah, yeah. That
1: That's something I was going to say, was like, it's not a huge change. It's not like... I was going to say not like Deku's, but his hasn't been really huge changes either. Like he got arm braces and like heavy duty boots and that's basically it. Besides some other small functional changes, but he hasn't had like, I guess it's not like Todoroki's costume, which was the weird half ice thing that he used to wear. And then he was like, no, I'm just kind of like, I wear the, my, my entire uniform is like this harness and that's mm-hmm. basically it and I can like wear it over my school uniform or my school like PE clothes.
0: Uh, the real twist like we said is the end where Mike and Eraser get brought to prison to meet with the teleport guy whose name I can't remember. Kugiri? Something like Something that. Something like that. And the detective that's friends with All Might whose name I also can't remember right now. I don't have that one. Is like, yeah, well, you know how the Nomu are just a bunch of like people with a bunch of different quirks put in them. We think this guy is too, and his quirks are actually really similar to this guy you went to school with.
1: Yeah, because they kind of mentioned that, like, the author has mentioned, and I guess we've learned, but the like the heroes haven't learned that Nomu, guys, I mean, they were basically based off a single person who was then bioengineered and had a bunch of quirks shoved into him. Yeah. And it's interesting to find out that Kurogiri is a also Nomu. Also that, yes. basically,
0: but... Not really. I mean, we know how All for One's quirk works, and he just moves around quirks. Yeah. So I assume it's similar to that, but he's not really a Nomu. No, but it's very it's very close. Yeah. And like you said, it is interesting. Anything else you want to say about My Hero this week?
1: No, like I said, the twist ending has me interested, but it wasn't like, obviously, it's coming down off a high from last week's chapter where we don't even really have a denouement about that. Like, we almost have a hard cut.
0: Yeah. It's from... the cliffhanger. Yeah. That will bring us to Zipman 002 Steely Fusion. Steel feeling Zipman, Kevin? Yeah, Zipman was great this week. Yeah, I thought so, too. It's kind of exposition heavy, but it kind of has to be. Yeah. To do some of the lifting for last week. And also, there's a cutie honey reference in here. that <laughs> He has to fight. Yes. And
1: I just, I really liked the dynamic between the two brothers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really like the like Koshira, who is the asshole older rich brothers assistant. He's like younger oh, you're right. you're younger. I don't know why I said older because he's more uptight. It's like, oh, come on, whenever he's not here, you're always going on about how much you like how great your brother is. what? <laughs> no, I'm not. Don't talk about that. <laughs> with the second he's here, you just yell at him the whole time. yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I don't know how much I have to say about it. I do love how Koshiro is just like, vehemently denying that he's in a Shonen series, though, yes. with his boss like driving a truck off a ramp so that he can hit his brother to fuse with him to save the girl. And Kutcher's like, no, this is an awful idea. Why are you all idiots?
1: Yep. Yeah, that was great. Because it was like, oh, no, they've like, she collapsed the stairway. That's the only way to get to the roof. And he was like, nope. <laughs> we'll just meet halfway. Halfway is in the middle of the air. All right. I'm good at jumps. Yep. Well, for him, he's just jumping off the building. He's like, you'll catch me. And his assistant is like, all right, and ramps off the statue. Just very good. I liked Zipman this week. I liked it more than last week, actually.
0: I don't know that I liked it more than last week, but I think that mostly has to do with whenever there's a new chapter in Jump, it's double size. Yes. And I think that could have, this chapter could have benefited from that, but that just means I want to read the next one. So yeah. I definitely still enjoyed it. For me,
1: it was just the, I didn't get as into the premise as you did last week. So like, I still really liked it. But, like, this chapter kind of cemented me really liking it. So that's why I liked it. I said I like it more yeah. than last week.
0: That will bring us to the Promise Neverland Chapter 160, Shackles. Kind of a, I don't want to say a weak Promise Neverland. I think it really made up for it in the back half.
1: Yeah, but I know what you mean. There's a lot of, it's kind of all tying up the loose ends of the previous, I'm, I'm going to call it an arc, even though,
0: it's hard to tell you where our arcs are, especially when you're in them. Yes, I, I, it's not like
1: One Piece, where it's like, are you on a new island? You're on a new arc. <laughs> but the previous, I I would call it a story arc at the very least. So it's kind of like tying that up and being like, all right, so now we're fighting against Peter Retiri, the head of the Retiri clan,
0: and he's got half the demon army. He borrowed it to kill us all, and not necessarily half, but
1: he has yeah. t- he has two hundred demons, and. I, I did like the thing just kind of the uh, this is the guy that killed William Minerva, but he's also been like his family betrayed him and caused all these problems. And I really liked how everyone was like, oh, my God, he was like, I can't believe he made that ballsy gamble to go directly to the queen and being like, yeah, so one of my subordinates has been screwing you over this whole time. And I this has been an abject failure for me. But instead of killing me, I want you to give me the power to take the three special meals and give them to you, not the rest of the demons, because she's like, oh, if the other demons hear about this, they'll be furious. He's like, no, if I just bring it to you, you get to eat everything.
0: Yeah, I did really like the scene. I didn't like how they kept setting up and hinting at the scene, Yeah, because I found that confusing, but then they just show it to you, and then it really worked, Yeah, which is why I said it was kind of a weaker chapter, but by the end, it's really come together. And at the end, they get back to the base, or some of the characters do.
1: I think it was one of the, because they sent two people back before they made it to the capital.
0: And it's abandoned.
1: Yep. And not only is it abandoned, it's like, I don't know that it's necessarily been trashed, but it looked like there might have been a barricade, like some kind of makeshift barricade or something like that erected.
0: It looks like they escaped, not like they were slaughtered,
1: at least to me. Yeah, but I meant there just there was like this giant pile up against yeah. the wall. So I don't know if that was necessarily them putting it in front of the door or what they did. And uh,
0: I, that's basically the cliffhanger is like, where is everybody? Uh huh. And that will bring us to Act Age Scene Ninety Three: Strong Current, which is more supporting actor backstory. Yes, I actually did like this chapter a lot though. Yeah,
1: it. Again, it's like, ah, oh man, I now I wish I had, and I probably, this should be another series that I should just go back and read, because it's honestly not going to be that many chapters, like 50-something
0: yeah. have to read. Yeah, we, we started at, like, 52? Yeah, I think so, somewhere around there. It's been, like, a year, so, yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, yeah, I could start reading Catch Back Up and, like, maybe figure out who this character is, but I do like her kind of thing of, like, yeah, so I became an actor by basically learning how to read the flow in the acting world itself. Which is cool, like, she realized, oh, I was this child star, but then I got replaced by somebody two years younger than me, and then that person got replaced by somebody two years younger than her, and I realized that talent alone wasn't going to do it.
0: Yes, but also, the back half of this, I find that very strong, but the back half is even better, I think, because it, like, sets up the stakes of how they can fail. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, you know, the end of the scene is that Princess Iron Fan forgives the Monkey King. Yeah. But, like, you've just, like made like driven Yonagi further and further into anger. And like she's embodying her character and like she's not gonna be able to find a way to forgive him. Yeah. And I like she even is like having an internal monologue of like, oh no, that's not how I can do- play this at all.
1: Yeah. And I did I did really like that. I also liked the kind of the Food war style explanation of like because Yonagi's acting so well, she is bring she's making her co-stars bring out their best. Like, Uh basically forcing them to do it. Like, if you want to even be on stage with me, you've got to bring your A-game. And he mentioned that there's a ton of people that, like, never get those chances. Like, they're even good actors will just be good actors. They're not always going to be at their best. Versus Yonagi is forcing them to be at their best.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I'm real interested to see where it's going to go. It's crazy that we've been reading this for a year and so little has happened. It's still one of my like favorite series in jump.
1: Yeah, it's it's very cool. And I'm I'm glad we started reading it. And I'm glad we've started talking about it after we finished that arc with the dude that we did. The Galactic
0: jumped... Railroad arc that we were like, what going on? Yeah. Acting well, guy, I guess. I was like, it
1: probably would have made more sense if we had started at the beginning instead of right at the basically end of the climax. <laughs> so yeah. Act H has been really cool and Like you said, it is kind of weird thinking of like, all right, yeah, so she made some friends and has started a play. And that's all that's happened in a year.
0: Yep. Also, they filmed a music video. Oh, yeah.
1: They did film a music video. But that was like two chapters.
0: Yeah. That will bring us to Samurai 8, Chapter 30, Infiltration, which is kind of a dense chapter of Samurai 8. It is. And at the same time, I feel like also not a whole lot happens as well. There's a lot. They split up into two teams. All the no-name guys will go that way, and all the games characters with names will go this way. Yep. Yeah, I wonder what will
1: happen to Team B or Team. I actually, I think they're Team A. Yeah, they are Team A. Yeah, I was like, I wonder what happened to Team A. Oh, they'll be wiped out. We find out the guy whose name you can't remember. His real name is Senda. Yes, I can probably remember Senda for whatever. Like that will stick in my head, but not his real name. And they're like, oh, I, be- I guess his real name, not his fake name.
0: And they're like, ah, oh, should we trust him? And Hachimaru's like, well, you can't hide how much you want to avenge your father. <laughs> yep. Which I really like from his perspective. But yeah. like, there's some really good stuff with him. Yeah, I do really how like much that. He wants to avenge his father.
1: I do like that little like kind of internal monologue paddle that can be seen as the one samurai is like, you can't hide how much you want to avenge your father. And it's Hachimaru thinking back to how much he wants to avenge his father. Yeah. But... Like I said, the reason I felt like not a whole lot happened, it was like, all right, we're going to infiltrate the moon base. And and that's basically it. Like, that they come up with a plan and are like, all right, we're going to do the plan.
0: Yes, that's basically it. Also, Sen is the sniper samurai. Yes. So we found out some names. Uh, oh, and I guess Benkai has a new plan to destroy the planet with missiles. Yeah. So, like, a lot happens, but, like, it's not very eventful. I don't know. I really like the chapter, though. Yeah. Because, like, thought the, I, I guess I'm liking it more than you. I thought the emotional bits of Cinder really landed. Because he also has the chat with Ryu at the end. Yeah. Where Ryu also can't remember his name.
1: I, I liked it, but not as much as some of the other things, I guess. So that's probably why I seem a little bit more down on it, is it's been the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty high because it's had some good stuff going on and well, i guess it was a combination of that and some other stuff not being as great but like this this chapter or this issue of jump it kind of just got pushed down a little bit cuz it was like all right so it's like set up for the infiltration there's a good bits in it but there's, there's a ton of other good stuff that i really like
0: too all right next Tokyo shinobi squad final chapter yeah it's over high five uh, next we have we never learn question 139 they learn the final x alone which was a very sweet chapter.
1: Yeah, I really liked this chapter of I almost said one piece. This uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know why I almost said one piece. Yeah, know, Luffy got some love chocolates and then he sent notebooks to all the girls.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I really like all the girls and Naryuki himself are kind of freak I actually I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh is freaking out. So all the girls are freaking out every time they
0: hear the world like they hear the word fail or anything closer related to it. That this, if there's a weakness to this chapter, it has a lot of cultural jokes it has to explain. Yes. That didn't bother me as it much. Didn't bother me either, but I do think it would be much more enjoyable in its native language. Yeah. Cause you would get, cause like
1: most of the ones make a bit of sense, but a lot of them they have to basically change the words around to be like, oh, well, this word at the end of it kind of sounds like the word for failure, so that's why she kept hearing failure. Mm -hmm. And So anyway, all the girls are freaking out because it's the thing with the, they're getting close to the second exam, because they don't know the results of the first national exam yet. So there are, like, there's a bit with Ogata where she's like, oh no, I might be a ronin, which Mm -hmm. is where you school, or no.
0: It's what they call people, like, Senpai, who yes. have to like take an extra year to try and take the tests again.
1: Yeah. Well, she also has the thing where it's like, oh, there are some universities that don't allow the secondary exam. Like, if you fail a certain benchmark on the primary exam, they don't, they don't even care about the secondary exam. You just fail out. Yeah. But they're all freaking out, and they all get a package from Yu-Gi-Oh, which is his last work-study notebooks to all of them, and they're all just... Very cute and very Yu Hia. Like, yeah. hey, here's the stuff you need to remember. You know, here's, and it's basically him being like, yeah, I wrote this. Hey, I know you're freaking out about these things. Stop it. Here's what you need to do.
0: Yeah. And also like, hey, I used to think studying was lonely, but then I studied with all you. Yeah. And it became fun. And it's very, very sweet, like we said.
1: Yeah. It's really driving him to the I want to be a teacher kind yeah. of thing that I think the series is going for is like, he was like, I want to, I want the VIP recommendation to make a bunch of money. And now he's like, I want to be a teacher because this is the thing that I'm, I find extremely satisfying is working together with somebody to make them a better version of themselves.
0: Yeah. And like that becomes explicit when the final person he sends a notebook to is Kirisu sensei, yes. which, but all the other ones, like he, it's very clearly it's mostly sentimental and like here's a few practice problems. Yes. But when he sends Kirisu sensei, he's like, Well, I'm gonna be busy studying, so I probably can't over come over for a while. So here's how you keep your place clean. And she's like, she he filled the entire, entire v- thing. Yeah. But also he says he's not gonna stop until he's as good a teacher as she is. Yeah. So Yeah. So like it starts that's off very th- much on the nose of hey, I'm I'm gonna do it. This could have been the final chapter. It could've it very could have easily
1: been. Obviously, it's not. But this could have easily been the final chapter, and it wouldn't have been a bad ending. So I really liked it, and I do like the thing with Kirisu-sensei, where it's like, ah, that sappy idiot. And then it's like, oh, this is like instructions on how to clean the place. He he filled the entire notebook with this, (laughs) and she's like starting to get a little annoyed. And it's like,
0: well, to be fair, you need it. (laughs) I think she needs motivation and drive more than, although maybe not. She does seem incompetent at it for the jokes. Yeah. Because even the couple of times that she's clean, she's just shoved everything in the closet. Yeah, Speaking of We Never Learn, which isn't, I guess we've been reading that a little longer than a year. It's super weird to be watching the anime and for it to have caught up to where I started reading the manga.
1: Yeah, but also at the same time, it's not that weird
0: that it's caught up so quickly because there's a ton of stuff. In every episode, yeah. It's just a weirder experience watching it. Yeah. I just wanted, I don't know when I would make that comment other than now, so I thought I would bring it up.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Last but not least, we have Hell's Paradise Chapter 79, which resolves this fight. What did you think of this one, Kevin? I liked the ending of this fight. So <laughs> did I. This whole fight was it just kind of suffered from the fact that it was not as good as the previous one, I think.
1: No. But I did like the resolution of this. I kind of liked the... This kind of had the Demon Slayer treatment where we get a little bit of insight into the inner minds of the two Lord Tensons as they're dying. Kind of like humanizing them, which is what happens with a lot of the Demon Slayer villains. It's like, ah, he's dead, but, like, redeemed.
0: Yeah, but we already got a bunch of flashbacks with these guys. I definitely see what you're picking up on.
1: Yeah. But, Uh, like, this is,
0: like, only a couple panels to kind of finish that off.
1: Yeah, but it was still, like, compared to the first Lord Tencent that we saw killed right when we started reading who just died and that was it. Yeah. Like, this is where actually these people are characters rather than monsters and so i did like that aspect of it with the the two of them they're kind of like spirits holding on to one
0: another as they passed away yeah anything else you want to say about it i don't really have much i enjoyed it i thought like uh, in particular some of the speaking of demon slayer some of the battle sequences were really well drawn
1: yeah and that i i really liked that as well so it's really just the. It was the combination of some really cool fights, and like I said, I really, I just really latched onto that emotional moment of Jufa and I don't remember the other one.
0: Neither Thalad. Uh, uh, on? Maybe.
1: Kind of being like I was glad to have existed with you as they yeah. both pass away. Like
0: that was that was really sweet. All right, so that does it for our summaries of the chapters this week, which will bring us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank all the chapters from Shonen Jump this week, from our least favorite up through our favorite, 18 this week. I mean, it's so small and compact and very good, actually. Yep. So, Kevin, what do you have at 18? Actually, I actually have Mitama. At Me too. 18.
1: This chapter was annoying.
0: I wouldn't go that way. Yeah. It's like the best friend character is too strong. Yeah. Right? Like Not like, oh, I'm too powerful, but like he just comes off as too strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Mitama being a non-factor in it is weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I felt like I feel, you usually feel about Mitama, which is it wasn't funny and not a lot going on. It, It is now officially my least favorite series in Jump going forward, so. Yep. What do you have at 17? I have Tokyo Shinobi at 17. See, I actually, like I said before we recorded, this was my favorite chapter of Tokyo Shinobi, and sure, get the jokes out. Yay, it's over. But also I thought a lot of it worked and like I was like, man, if this series had been this good the entire time, I would be a little sad it was gone instead of relieved. Yeah, but that's on that honestly kind of is what
1: bothered me about it. It was it was like, hey, here's some hints of what I could have been. Why weren't you that thing? <laughs> like you didn't earn any of this. You didn't earn this time skip. Like it wasn't like for the last Sayuki time skip where I was like, oh man, I really wish I had been able to see all of this. Yeah. I definitely
0: didn't care about any of the progress. I just thought and like memory like memory doing things to people and be like, yeah, I just gave you my contact information and put it in your head.
1: Yeah. Was cool. I just I also meant some of the friendship things like never really came out. And like all the he was like, hey, here are the points that like here are the the emotional points points that i was trying to hit with this manga i was like you didn't so you, here you just stated what you wanted them to be but you didn't actually make them as opposed to last sayuki they had actually been landing and i just got to miss out on all the development which sucked
0: well, this was like oh this is what you wanted to do why didn't you tokyo shinobi and last sayuki are practically opposites and that last sayuki was like living at the top of our list yes and i like Tokyo Shinobi is like our most consistent series being at the bottom all the time. Yeah. But I didn't super care for the end of Last Sayuki, and I thought Tokyo Shinobi Squad had a... Like, the ending was its strongest point. And I'm not going to miss it. I'm not like, oh, I wish this had stuck around so we could have seen this. Yeah. But I thought the last chapter was pretty good. I actually have Haikyuu at 17. Okay. Because we're back into volleyball, and man, do I not care. Yep. What do you have at 16? I
1: have Chainsaw Man at 16, and it's mostly because of the just messy... Fights of like, there's just so much black ink on the page of like, Denji's cutting up the typhoon devil, so there's just these huge fountains of blood like swirling around everywhere. I'm like, this is just
0: messy and not in a good way. Yeah, I've changed my man pretty low as well, I have it a bit higher than you. I actually have a-, a Gravity Boys at sixteen because man, do I just not know what to think about this series. And to be fair, I didn't dislike it, but like I said, it was a very stacked championship. Really, the only thing I didn't like this week was Mitama. I got gotcha. you. But a Gravity Boys let me really perplexed and like I wasn't. I never laughed at a Gravity Boys, and it's a comedy series. I did, so it went a lot higher
1: for me because even though I was perplexed, it still had me intrigued. And it being the first chapter kind of had me. Going like, hmm, and so that kind of pushed it up above a lot of stuff. Yeah. I have Haikyuu at number 15 for very similar reasons for you. I just, I think the the messiness of the Chainsaw Man chapter and not a whole lot happening in it kind of pushed it below it. Plus, I did kind of like the, for me, it was the classic thing of, so the, the main character that I can't remember his name now in Haiku is more of a tactician. Like, he's really good at tactics. But then they're like, yeah, the guy he's going up against is a strategist. Yeah. And I always like when a great tactician goes up against a great strategist, and it's like you can win every battle and still lose the war kind of thing. Like, I really liked that aspect of it. He was like, wow, beach volleyball is crazy. Because he (laughs) realized how good his opponent was. He was like, wow, he was thinking that far ahead. I'm usually only thinking 10 seconds ahead.
0: Yeah. I have Mission Yuzakura family at 15. I again liked it. I just found it to be very typical. There's another super clingy creepy guy. Yes. That Taiyo has to fight. And it's a pretty typical shounen fight. Yeah, which well, is not Yusuke's family strength in my opinion.
1: I enjoyed it. I liked the silliness of the the fight. I was like the evil toy maker, I guess. I I always like that kind of villain character. Especially when they have like silly weapons like the bladed yo-yo and the lightning be gone umbrella so i had dr stone reboot at number 14 because i'm starting to see it's like all right yeah i wonder when biaki is coming back it's like never i i realized that it's emotional and i did really like the bit at the end but i think a lot of the stuff above it had some other great emotional moments as well so it it just kind of went down for me because it's like all right so, it's just more, hey, here's me doing impossible things to keep the station alive. But I did really like the the light flashing as the station, it like flashes every time it goes over Japan.
0: Yeah. My problem with Doctor Stone reboot this week, I put it higher than you for sure because I actually think the emotional beats really landed. No, it was really good. Yeah. I just feel like it should be the end of this story. Yes. Like this bit here. Like, and that's not even like, a, oh, I'm done with this. It's like, oh, thaw, this was a great ending. Yeah, that would have been a
1: fantastic ending. Like,. The only other thing I could see is if it ends next week with a weird like Doctor Stone reboot, Doctor Stone transition thing, where the station crashes down somehow. Yeah, maybe it, not necessarily next week, but like
0: if they're building to something in Doctor Stone. The thing is, I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be an ongoing. Yeah, so which I which is it's so such a weird thing to do for an ongoing. Yeah, because it's like you
1: you you kind of like that was a beautiful ending. Yeah, what do you mean it's continuing? I have Chainsaw Man at 14. Okay. All the reasons you said. Yeah. Boy, is that a mess. So I have Jujutsu Kaisen at number thirteen. Me as well. I did like the
0: Itadori. The fight's fight. good. Yeah, like, and that's why it's above Chainsaw Man, is the fight was much better. Yeah. But the fight's kind of all that happens in this chapter. Basically. And it's not amazing. It's just pretty good.
1: Yeah, so that's about where I put it. I have Black Clover at number twelve. Okay. I'm trying to remember exactly What happened in Black Clover? I remember some of what drove it a bit down was I had initially thought that, you know, was the one that got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. The couple chapters ago. And it turned out it was a different guy who was asking for, you know, I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah. But I did like this ending where, you know, it was like, hey, I'm busy. He's like, yeah, it's some random ass orphanage is asking for you. He's like, tell me the details immediately.
1: Yeah. It was like some random ass orphanage from this one town. Wait, that's my <laughs> orphanage. I did like that. I like that Asta has learned to
0: fly, (laughs) just to surf on his sword.
1: Yes, it was like pretty rad. I have no magic. Yeah, well, I just use the Demon Slayer sword, and I can. I basically make it fly, and then ride on top of
0: it. I was like, that's awesome. I like as you know, base as it was. I really like the bath scene, actually. Yeah, as you know, like shown titillating as that was, and kind of shameless. Yes. I'm real curious if there we're supposed to be trusting the Princess of Heart or if she has some scheme. It doesn't really seem like it. It doesn't but seem it like she also, has a scheme either. Just some of the it just seems awfully convenient. I don't know. This is a really weird arc. Is like Black Clover normally like this pacing wise? No. Okay.
1: I think the way that her being utterly convenient might work out is eventually the like she'll be taken over by a demon and
0: that could happen. Like,
1: I, I could see that happening very easily. Like, oh, I'm this, like, convenient deus ex machina, only, oh, wait, I've <laughs> I've betrayed you. Oh, crap. But,
0: but they're all more powerful now, so, like, it kind of has the feeling of right after a One Piece time skip. Yeah. Where, like, everyone's invincible for a couple chapters. Yep. So, maybe that's not even a problem. I don't know. I have Tokyo Shinobi Squad at 12. Okay. Like I said, it's the best chapter of Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Goodbye forever. No more rent for you in my head. Yep.
1: So I have Dr. Stone at number 11. Huh. I, I did actually really like this chapter of Dr. Stone.
0: It was a very stacked in jump. Yeah. I just think our jump cards are going to be very different. Probably. We
1: value different things. Yeah. I do like Ibarra at the end deciding to commit suicide. I don't know. he he. So they shoot the Medusa ring or whatever out of his hand. The one guy dives for it and he dives off the ship and says something to it and it starts blinking. Well, it's
0: voice activated.
1: Yes. We but we don't, like, specifically, we don't know what he says. Yes. Like, the other time we heard him say one meter, one second, this yeah. is like he says it, but it's completely illegible. Mm-hmm. And it starts blinking. So we don't know did he activate it? Like, what did he do? Uh huh. Part of me thinks it might be like a, he activated a self destruct thing. Like, that if could I can't have be. this thing, no one can. Uh huh. So it's very, very interesting. But And I did like the the bit with Huga and the... Mozu. Yeah, and he, he finally gets the bamboo tube he needs for his spear technique. And the whole thing of like, oh yeah, humanity is the culmination of knowledge. There's no way a natural-born monster like you could ever beat that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I really like Dr. Stone this week. We're at 11? Yeah. I have Hell's Paradise at 11. Mostly good fight stuff like Jujutsu Kai said, but also that had some of the emotional stuff on top of it. Yep.
1: I have Samurai 8 at number 10. Like I said, I felt it was just like, all right,
0: we're going to instigate a heist movie. Okay. I have Dr. Stone Reboot at 10, and I pretty much said my piece on it. That should be the last chapter of that story. Yeah. I have
1: Mission Yuzukura, Family at number 9. Like I said, I like the evil toy maker, and the the fight amused me.
0: I've got Zipman at 9,
1: because I thought it was
0: good, but I thought everything above it was better. Okay.
1: I have a Gravity Boys at number eight. Like I said, I, I laughed. I, I did actually laugh at the, con- at some of the comedy bits. And the premise has me intrigued enough to be like, I definitely want to read next chapter and see where this is going. Maybe it could go downhill, but this seems like a very interesting start. And if it ends up staying interesting, that could be really cool.
0: Yeah. I have Black Clover at eight. I don't know if I have anything more to say about it that I didn't say already. Okay. It just worked for me really well.
1: Yep. I have Act Agent number seven. I really wish I knew more about this character. Like it's like, oh, this is like a really cool thing going on and I do like the failure condition of like, all right, so in the play, Yonagi has to forgive the Monkey King and put out the the flames. How is she going to do that when she's pissed at everybody?
0: I see what you're saying, but I kind of wonder if this is the first time we're really getting any background on this character. It, it kind of read that way to me.
1: Uh, maybe it is, but at the same time I feel like I should have at least known her a little bit. Like that's just that's the way it felt, maybe maybe not. But maybe that's just because I don't know what was in some of the other chapters. Maybe she is totally new, but I just didn't know that.
0: So I have this feeling of, well, maybe I should have known more about her when I I shouldn't have. I have My hair Academia at 7. I definitely liked it, but like I said, I just felt like it was this weird transition chapter and almost nothing happened.
1: Yeah. I have The Promised Neverland at number 6. Me as well. Uh, Yeah, like you said, it's just kind of a... Like, the back half really works, but yes. the first half is like spinning its wheels,
0: and I don't get it.
1: Yeah, but it, like it, it was spinning its wheels, but it latched on and started going. So I like <laughs> I can't be I can't be too upset with it. I have Demon Slayer at number five. Really solid chapter of One Piece.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have One Piece on. The- I forgot about One Piece this week. You stole all my knowledge of One Piece. Kevin. Yes.
1: Well, apparently, I really wanted a chapter of One Piece because I keep wanting to. <laughs> talk about it. So this chapter of Demon Slayer is very interesting, but like, there's not a ton of fighting in it. Actually,
0: I don't... It I, definitely doesn't play to Demon Slayer's strength, so I'll agree with you there. Well, it does to one
1: of its... I want to call uh, it a it, lesser strength. The um, flashback stuff, like yeah.
0: which is usually from the
1: perspective of the bad guys? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's. there's still really interesting flashbacks, but it's like this isn't your main strength, so I did really like it. It made my top five, but it didn't do as well as it normally did with without those beautiful fight sequences.
0: I have Act Agent number five. Like I said, I didn't get the feeling that I should know this character at all. And like in contrast to Promise Neverland, the whole chapter really I felt carried forward.
1: Yeah. I have Hell's Paradise at number four. Like I said, I just, I really liked that bit with the Lord Tensons at the end and thought the fighting was really cool. I really liked all of these people coming together to defeat the demon. Lord, Lord Tenzin. <laughs> Demon, devil,
0: Lord Tenzin, whatever. Vampire. I have Samurai 8 at number four. And like I said, the Senda stuff really, really worked for me. Both the Senda and Ryu stuff and the Senda and Hachimaru stuff.
1: I got you. I guess for whatever it is, it didn't work as well for me. I have My Hero at number three. I really like the Uraraka stuff with her new costume and the her having the My Hero like Christmas present from Deku thing.
0: Yeah, and Mina making fun of her for basically be like, "Oh,
1: yeah." Mina making fun of her for it, and her not having her normal reaction to that, where she's still a little embarrassed, but it's like she's coming more and more to grips with her feelings, which is nice. And I do, I'm really interested to see the bit with Eraserhead and Present Mike of being like, yeah, so we've been trying to talk with this Kuragiri guy and like literally he will shut down if we talk about certain subjects. And then we found out this thing that he might be one of your old classmates and Eraserhead just having that piercing stare of his, like you just catch his eye through his fingers for the last panel was really cool.
0: I have Demon Slayer at three. I think just like the flashback stuff worked for me better than the the My Hero stuff, for example. Gotcha. Like you're saying, we're really showing what we value differently in this yep. this jump card. What do you have at number two? I have Zipman
1: at number two. Like I said, I really liked the interplay between the two brothers, and I liked the the silliness of it, and I love that the asshole younger brother of like I don't need his help, even though he actually really looks up to him. Like it's the clear thing of the older brother thinks the younger genius is so much better, but the younger the younger genius really looks up to his older brother for a bunch of other different reasons like you know yeah i'm a super genius but like you're you yeah and but he because he's smart he's trying to hide it so he that's why he's always like oh you're such an idiot you stupid devil gorilla devil gorilla that's it i still love that devil gorilla don't
0: call me a devil you're okay with me calling you a gorilla though okay <laughs> i have doctor stone at number 2 Okay. the mozu hayaga fight just like that's what doctor stone should be yeah, like it's, it states it's really theme good, super clearly. Yeah, and then the cliffhanger is super good too. Yeah, we have we never learned it. Number we, one, we have, it's we super never good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought I was gonna have something else to say about Doctor Stone. But oh, sorry. I, it's just it's indicative of this chapter of Shonen Jump or issue of Shonen Jump. There's just a ton of good stuff. Yeah, and for me, it's always really hard
0: to rank things. Seventeen very good chapters.
1: Yep, but we never learn. Super sweet. Really loved the message of yugia to all the girls i really loved you know they're all freaking out and having all these things and he basically does the peter natural all right here this is exactly what you need to hear at this moment to calm down and i wrote it before you were having these feelings
0: yeah i i just as planned yes i will take a potato chip oh wait i'm too poor to afford potato chips yeah yeah it's really good all right that will do it for shannon jump this week We read Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and we will be talking about that after the break. So we read Mish Kobayashi's Dragon Maid volume 1 on your suggestion, Kevin. Yes. So what did you think of it? It is
1: not as charming as the anime.
0: Yeah? Uh, yeah, lacking charm is definitely I think a valid criticism of it. Yeah.
1: What did you think of it? Since I saw the anime first, I'm pretty sure I've read a lot of these chapters beforehand. I just I don't know that I necessarily read it as a volume.
0: It was very breezy, which is a compliment. It had a real webcomic feel to it. Yeah. I think reading it as a webcomic, I would actually really enjoy it. It also had a thing where I feel like the character of Kana, who shows up halfway through, really completes the dynamic. Yeah. And before she's there, like I don't want to say it's meandering, but there's a bit at the back of the volume where the guy explains how he got this manga approved. Which is basically he went to an editor and the editor's like, I want you to write a romance manga, you know, like a boy meets girl type of thing. He's like, Okay. And then he did the first chapter of Ms. Kohayashi's Dragon Maid, and the editor's like, This is not what we discussed at all. We'll publish it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't really like that.
0: He's like, that's not usually how Japan or manga works, but <laughs> Well, apparently <okay. laughs>
1: apparently they liked it, and like it actually does fairly well.
0: I I, I get it. Like I said, it's got a real webcomic vibe, and I think I would really appreciate it in that form. I mean, it's all single-chapter stories, and they're all comedic. Like, the thing is, I was never, like, busting my guff, or even really laughing out loud, but I was smiling a lot. Yeah. But, like, Lacking Charm, I think, is the perfect criticism of it, because I was trying to figure out what to say about it. But I think that really is it. Like, it's a fish-out-of-water story, where you've got this, you know, kind of ultra-serious like stick, not stick in the mud, but straight man character. Yep. Opposite this kind of character who's in and out of her depth and doesn't really understand how the human world works, but yeah, is but... getting like understands enough to get by incorrectly, so to speak. Yes. And like I said, I think Kana is the real element that makes it work because she's the person who doesn't know anything. So like Toru, who is the dragon character, can explain things to her incorrectly for humor. Yes. And I think like once you have that piece of the dynamic, it works.
1: Yeah. Specifically, I'm pretty sure Kana shows up in episode two of the anime, and that's where, like I, like I said, the anime has a lot more charm because it kind of, it, obviously, since this is a breezy read, it mashes a lot of this together.
0: Yeah, I imagine it's a lot like the We Never Learn anime in that way.
1: Yeah. That's that's how I felt reading this. Like, I think this is the first two episodes is this entire volume. And Yeah, um,
0: that sounds about right pacing-wise.
1: Yeah and it's just very i would actually really recommend the anime it it's really cute and charming and i still like i still found this cute and charming but i think a lot of that was me coming at it from having already seen the anime and i think it will pick up steam cuz like you said kana really brings a lot of the series together and they start to introduce Fafnir and Luluko, who are other characters that start bringing the series together more. And like as we bring in more of these characters who then start interacting together more, it starts coming together more.
0: Yeah, and the fantasy world building stuff is super interesting in that casual way. Yeah. I definitely didn't dislike it, but it seemed very potato chips to me. Like, I read it like an hour ago. I yep. finished reading it and I was like, "I don't know what to say about this." And like you, having you to help me along has helped with that. Yeah. But I also feel like after we're done recording, I'm not going to really think about it again. I know I am because the anime is coming out
1: soon, <laughs> so I won't. I won't necessarily read the manga again. Not that I don't like the manga, but I think I like the anime of this more. And I do like you said, even though it is breezy, that is kind of to its strength of like, yeah, I finished this very quickly. Now that sucks from a monetary standpoint because I spent like half an hour reading this volume, but it was still very fun read.
0: Yeah, I just, like, it is a fun read, but it's not like, oh, that was a great read. I would like to do that again. Sort no. of experience. Yeah, I, like I've said, I like a bunch, because it's the only thing I can think to now. I would love to read this as a web comic every day or every, you know, Three days a week. Yep. Yeah, and
1: that is that is a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, I don't have much more else to say about the manga. I guess we can talk about some of the plot if you want. We don't have to. I
0: don't, like, there's not really a plot to it, though. I mean, obviously there is, but it's so chapter by chapter. Yeah. And like I said, nothing even an hour later super sticks out. Yeah. And, like, the characters, they're all fine, but even then, i like... Miss Kobayashi is kind of the straight man. That's all I can really think to say about her. Yep. And Toru's the fish out of water, and Kana's like the naive little girl. Yep. But I don't really know that I can say much more about them.
1: No, they they start expanding more. I think this is probably a series that had a kind of slow ish start. Because I think there becomes a lot of interplay between Kana, Toru, and Kobayashi. As they become kind of like a family unit. And then they, it's kind of like a, it becomes basically a slice of life.
0: But thing. it starts like that.
1: Yeah, well, it does start like that. But I meant, I more meant, it's like slice of life. Except for, you know, Toru's a dragon. And every now and again, weird things happen because of that. Like, it's like, most of this stuff is literally just real realistic slice of life. Like, I remember there's an episode where they get a kotatsu and are super happy about that. And that's literally most of the anime episode. But then it's like, oh yeah, I know Ketsuquadl and I know you Fafnir. Know, this Fafnir, this dragon, evil dragon that's been cursed. And like all this other supernatural stuff comes in. So I guess Slice of Life is the, the best way to describe it. And I do enjoy, I haven't read too much Slice of Life, but I do enjoy watching Slice of Life anime every now and again. It's just kind of like, oh, it's kind of nice to watch this Slice of Life thing where it's like, People dealing with kind of normal ish problems, like the fate of the world is not at stake. It's like, oh no, I'm going to be late to work.
0: <laughs> I like its light tone, like I said. I just, like, I'm not going to think about it much because it made me smile, but it didn't make me laugh. I got you. I was never upset while reading it, but I'm not going to seek out more, I don't think. Like, it didn't inspire me to want to watch the anime.
1: Yeah because i have watched the anime and really liked it that's why I will that that's one of the reasons why i suggested this manga and because season 2 is coming out next season i think i don't know if it's next season or obviously it's either next season or sometime next year well sometime next year guaranteed but it's coming out and i'm interested in it so i was like oh yeah we'll do miss kobayashi's dragon maid like that was that just kind of popped into my head because we'd been Think about things we wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I don't regret it as a pick, but I'm not picking up volume two, and I'm not going to be the person who calls it if we do end up reading it.
1: Yeah, and that that's fine. This isn't something I'd necessarily want to call for a continual series anyway, because like I said, I really liked the anime, and while this was a breezy read, I feel like that makes for some poor content when it's like, all right, we're struggling at the like, what, 10-minute mark to come up <laughs> with stuff to say about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It was like, oh, I liked it. It was kind of, like, fun.
0: The art's fine. Nothing to say. No, like. nothing
1: Nothing spectacular. I do like sometimes the transitions between, like, the hyper-realistic dragons and the more cartoony humanized, even human forms. Not They're not hyper-realistic, but they're just much more realistic than the other forms. So it's like it's good art, but nothing outstanding, nor is it poor.
0: All right, anything else you want to say about it? Because, I mean, I, you're right. We're not, I haven't said much, but I really don't know that I have anything more to say about it.
1: Yeah, I guess the the big takeaway for me is this was a a very fun, breezy read. So, unfortunately, there's not much to talk about in this first volume. And I don't know how the pacing works in subsequent volumes because I know that a lot more stuff starts coming together. Like, it, it pulls the supernatural where it moves from a monster of the week thing into more connected story arcs as time goes on. Like it doesn't stay as the monster of the week thing. So I think right now we're watching the monster of the week thing, which is interesting. And then stuff does start becoming connected. We get a lot more emotional depth to all of these characters. So it, in the anime that happened over the course of the season, and was awesome. But in the manga's first volume, we're just kind of chugging along. So if you are interested, uh, it's something cool. Unfortunately, it's not one of the ones available on Viz's app, so you can't get it for your Viz subscription, which is a little sad.
0: All right. That will bring us to Personality Power Level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality Power Level is a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the very top is Uzumaki Naruto. You can find him on the Viz app. Yes. At the very bottom is that guy who's not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. You can also find him on the Viz app. Don't. And dead center is Buggy the Clown from One Piece. Yep. I feel like, who do you want to rank? Do we want to do Kob- Miss Kobayashi or Toru? Toru seems like she's more the main character. Yeah. Me? I think she'll fare better of the two.
1: Yeah. I do think Toru is, because it, I mean, technically the, the she's the titular character. She is Miss Kobayashi's dragon maid as opposed to like the series about her interacting with miss kobayashi so she's not
0: technically the main character so i like ranking her but even so i don't think she'll go very high like how do you compare no. think she compares to saitama from one punch man
1: i like them for different things i saitama's always going to be the one of i'm always conflicted by how much i like one punch man versus how low he is on the list yeah and i like i i'm not saying that I feel like he's too low on the list, but it's always the the conflict of, it's very hard for me to rate Saitama the character as opposed to One Punch Man the series a lot of the time because I tend to equate the two of them because he's so integral to it, even though he doesn't do a whole lot in it sometimes. I honestly feel they're kind of comparable.
0: Yeah, that's why I I picked that spot.
1: But I mean, also just like even in their impact. So like right now, Toru is single-minded, In the fact that she basically has, whereas Saitama has one, basically one emotion of depression for being the strongest person ever. Toro is infatuated with Miss Kobayashi, but still has the, oh, I'm overpowered. And she kind of hints at it at one point, but she's like, I'm strong enough to bring about the end of the world. So it's,
0: I don't, I don't know how to rate I feel like Saitama you get his deal more quickly and I think that makes him more useful as a character. Okay. That's my impulse. It took yeah. me like your entire speech to think of that. My instinct is to put Saitama slightly higher.
1: Yeah, and that that's also why I was kind of rambling on there was I was like I don't feel like she needs to move too much more. Yeah. Um, I do know more about her obviously since watching the anime, but I could I could see putting Saitama above her because she does have a lot of cool emotional depth, but you haven't seen that, and Saitama does as well.
0: So right below her, we have Sora from No Game or No Life. We thought it was Sora from Kingdom Hearts. He's a couple spots lower. I do think Tori is better than Sora from the Kingdom Hearts manga. Yes, right above him, we have Toriko. I think she's better than Toriko because again, she gets a lot more
1: emotional depth later on. Like we find the reason that she's. We found out more about the reason why she's hanging out in the human worlds and the more about the reason why she attached herself to
0: Miss Kobayashi rather than just like, oh, you found me in the woods. Right above him, we have Ken Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul, the good boy who doesn't want to eat human flesh. I personally like her more than him. Okay, I think that's fine. You can make the final determination then. which Is, is she better or worse than Sora from No Game, No Life? I'm going to say she's better because
1: she's more pure-hearted and innocent. And I like that as opposed to Sora is more of a degenerate who's like, "Listen, I'm here to win through any means necessary.
0: The winning is the important part." Okay, so Miss Kob or from Toru from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid will go at number forty two above Sora from No Game No Life and below Saitama from One Punch Man. And that will do it for this week. So Kevin,
1: what are we going to read next week? So next week we're going to be reading a series that I really wish I had. Not known about, but known more about when we were doing an earlier iteration of one of the months, which is Drifters, which is an anime that is um, it's technically an isekai in the fact that it's pulling historical figures from their time periods. Like it's basically right when they die, they get pulled into this alternate world. And so, like, the main thing is, like, this one, I want to call him a random samurai, but this, uh like, impressive samurai warrior meets up with, like, Nobunaga and, like, this famous Japanese archer and starts doing stuff. And they find more and more of these, like, classical historic heroes. Like, they meet up with Billy the Kid and some other different people. And then...
0: Are you trying to re- trick me into reading fake, Kevin? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm actually
1: curious about Drifters. Yeah. The main reason that I wish I knew more about it is Drifters was actually a manga first, unlike all the other Isekai isekai that I read,
0: that I recommended, which were light novels first. We should have read what's it called? The one that Clamp did Magic Knight, Ray Earth. Yeah. Get some of that good early mecha Isekai. Oh, well. There's always the future for all that. There's always next year. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Drifters? Or shall we save it till we actually
1: read I, it? Let's save it till we actually read it. There's one thing I still am undecided on whether or not I want to jump in on. Because it's a fan theory that might, like, maybe it's been explained in the manga that I haven't read. Because I've only I've only seen the anime. It is done by, at least the anime is done by the people who did Helsing, or Helsing Ultimate. You can tell by their unique way that they draw eyes, was really how I noticed it.
0: Yeah, super slanted.
1: Well, then the, the like, rings inside the irises is the big thing that, like, they've got these, like, really big irises that have, like, a black ring inside of it. It's just a really distinctive way of drawing the eye, which always, like, even without knowing who was doing it, it was like, oh,
0: it's the Helsing guys. And then looked it up and was like, yeah, it was the Helsing guys. All right. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emeritt. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast exists now, and we should have talked about it earlier in the podcast. Probably. For $5 a month, you can get bonus episodes. Most of them are going to be me, Zach, and Tyler early on, but me and Kevin might do something soon. Yeah, you never know. You can also get the first 10 episodes of our Gundam Seed Destiny rewatch for It's a Gundam there if you're a Gundam fan and for some reason you're listening to this before our Gundam episode. Yes. Yes. Alright, anything you want to plug, Kevin? Not this week. We will see you guys next week.